This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. Each week, we discuss topics of current interest and importance on personal finances. We strive to educate and make complex topics understandable. And while we're at it, we're going to try to have a little fun with it. (laughs) So normally we would have uh, Lori Gross, our investment advisor and person who runs our office in Troy, uh, be on the panel with us. But uh, she's a little under the weather. Her voice hasn't recovered. So it'll be just me today, except... I am joined by my awesome friend and co-host, the guy who keeps us all on track, and your voice, listeners, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. Oh, yeah. Well, good morning, Rob. Thanks for having me on the show. We, You and I will try to keep it together and behave without Lori here to keep us in line, but I I think it's going to be a good show regardless. Uh, Rob, you always have a lot of great input. Uh, I hope Lori gets to feeling better soon. And number one, thanks for having me on the show. Um, and uh, I will ask some tough questions today. Uh, and here comes the first really tough question for you, Rob. Are you ready? I'm ready. How have you been doing, Rob? How's everything going at Outlook Financial Center? Well, we're extremely busy right now. We just did uh, some uh, public speaking at our local chamber of commerce. We've got uh, seminars coming up. We have, it's tax season, all those fun things. And we are in the process of making a move to a new location in downtown Troy. So it's been a very hectic time, an exciting time, but hectic. So are you excited about the move, about the new offices at least? Uh, I'll be really excited after we're moved in and we're done. (laughs) But the the location is is awesome. There's a lot of uh, uh, revitalization and uh, new building and new projects, exciting stuff going on here in Troy, Ohio. And we really wanted to be in the middle of it. When I first set up the office here in Troy four years ago, I wanted to be downtown, but downtown wasn't really ready at that point. Uh, they've done some really remarkable things, and and I'm excited to be down there. It's going to be great. Well, that sounds great. So what are we talking about on our show today? Well, Tony, this uh, today's show is entitled Bulls, Bears, and Riding the Stock Market Roller Coaster. Huh. <laughs> This is our monthly episode on what's going on in the investment markets, some related educational topics we'll go over, because they're really a big part of what we do uh, every day with our clients and prospects is an educational process. So today we want to discuss some recent events, put those events into historical perspective, because how to navigate and respond to markets and all their various ups and down events in a disciplined manner is really critical to your financial well-being long term. I imagine it is. And I look forward to this conversation each month, Rob, where we do talk about the markets and what's currently happening. And it's going to be especially interesting today because uh, the last few months, it's been an interesting ride. It it feels like the markets have been a little calmer lately. Uh, People thought it was, you know, maybe going to keep going down. 
uh, but then it went up again, and then we've got some more political unrest. So uh, the roller coaster analogy is spot on, I think, and I'm sure our listeners are probably as curious as I am about what's going to happen next. And given the impact of information available out there, you know, on the internet and that 24-7 news cycle, making sense of all this and that huge volume of market information that we're constantly exposed to uh, is, I know, what this show is about. I want to understand how the markets are going to affect our everyday lives, my wife and I and all our listeners out there, and ultimately then our retirement, right? Absolutely. And understanding the impact of politics, both here and abroad, is an important factor to understand, but we can't lose focus on the fundamentals. Uh, Earnings, interest rates, employment, those are still the foundations of evaluating the health of our financial markets. Other factors like national emergency declarations, high-profile congressional hearings, trade negotiations with China, talks with North Korea, the list just goes on and on. Something every day, it seems like there's something new for us to talk about and something else for the analysts to worry about. Well, yeah, and there's a few things for us there to all worry about, but maybe we don't have to be as worried. I mean, you know, it does seem like the economic and political news cycle these last few months has given us a really wild ride, especially in the markets. And there's been no lack of intensity in politics as well. Um, between President Trump and the Democrats and now President Trump and North Korea and even some Republicans that still don't like the president. So, you know, the presidential race for 2020, it seems like it's already begun in earnest with all all these politics that are going on. And, and that news never stops. There's always something there to talk about, isn't there? You're absolutely correct, Tony. So let's summarize a couple of interesting facts about where we are so far in 2019. Since 1950, there have been 60 different 10-year periods. Now, the S&P 500 has produced a positive total return in 58 of those 60 decade-long periods, 97% of the time. Now, yeah, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? And so let's look at the participation by foreign investors in our markets. And led by China and Japan, the two largest, they held $6.2 trillion of U.S. Treasury securities our debt. Uh, As of November of 2018, the last time I have the numbers available to us, and that's just under 40% of the total U.S. Treasury debt. What's important about that? That's the lowest percentage held by foreign investors in the last 15 years. Wow. That's really pretty amazing. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. And now you look about uh, government borrowing in the national debt. This will boggle your mind, Tony. The U.S. government is spending $12.4 billion per day billion dollars per day. Wow. Yeah. Now that's a little different than my own personal budget. Just a hair, but let's, let's, let's take the, uh, the what if machine, if the government began running a one point just a $1 billion surplus per day, just a billion dollars per day, that means tax revenues and excessive outlays. And we use that daily surplus to pay down our $22 trillion debt. The debt would be erased in 60 years and four months. Wow. Wow. It's a long time. (laughs) That is a long time. And that's real money, even to a guy like yourself, Rob. Absolutely. (laughs) We're talking trillions. So it looks like the stock market then is still a good place to be relatively. And and maybe there's some less influence by foreign investors in our market. And the government still spends too much money. We know that. Um, Good points, one and all. 
and that debt payoff scenario you described, it, it reminds me of making minimum payments on a credit card. You know what I mean? Just making yep. the minimum payment each month may pay off the card eventually, but it'll take forever. I mean, paying just a little more each month can accelerate the payoff to just a few years. So with all this going on, I know this is just the tip of the iceberg uh, for what we're talking about today, isn't it? That's right. Now, the stock market has had an extremely strong rally so far in 2019. In fact, in the first eight weeks of this year, neither the Dow Jones nor the NASDAQ has had a weekly decline. That's pretty amazing all by itself. But I'm going to ask you to take this with a grain of salt as the gains are coming off of one of the worst Decembers ever in 2018. Most of the issues that concern investors in that correction have seemed to be reversed now and are encouraging investors in 2019. You look at the trade concerns over additional tariffs with China. That's improved. They've been postponed based on recent talks. And so the president said, we've been making substantial progress toward a resolution. So that's giving the market some hope. The Federal Reserve Bank has reversed its course. From being aggressive about interest rate hikes back in October, the Fed now says it's going to be patient with its monetary policy. What patients mean, it's likely to pause interest rate increases and balance sheet reductions. We may see one increase this year, but not the two or three that they were initially looking for. And following that December to January shutdown, the longest shutdown was at 35 days, Congress did pass a funding resolution that's going to last throughout the remainder of this government fiscal year. Fourth quarter earnings and 2019 guidance have been better than people had anticipated. And most economic reports in the U.S. have remained very strong, particularly job growth. Yeah, and that's interesting. I mean, the more things change, the more they stay the same. The only constant appears to be markets will change and are unpredictable for the most part. So, Rob, where do we go from here? Well, Tony, it wouldn't surprise me to see the market pause or pull back slightly as it digests the recent gains. But this doesn't mean we'd recommend selling stocks. In fact, we're still quite positive on the outlook for 2019 and feel the market could approach its old highs. In our opinion, the U.S. economy, earnings growth, Fed policy, and stock price valuations are still tailwinds providing more room to grow. Oh, that's good information so far, Rob. I've got more specific questions for you, but I think they're going to have to wait because our time's almost up for this first segment. We need to take a quick break here. Is there anything you want to add before we do? I do, Tony. And and you mentioned it before. We get a lot of information. We're bombarded every day, and sometimes it's just overwhelming. And, and people often will just put their head in the sand and do nothing just because it is so overwhelming. So for our radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 to start the process to receive your complimentary portfolio analysis review personalized to your situation. And while you're scheduling that, Set up your no-cost, no-obligation, one-hour consultation with us. We'll go over the portfolio analysis review. We'll answer your questions. And while you're at our website, you can sign up for that review at the investment management section as well. Take a look at all the other educational information we have out there. There's really quite a bit either there at outlookfc.com, that's our website, or at our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. What we also want our clients to be aware of is how these markets work, work, how it affects them. Because at the end of the day, Tony, we still have all of our clients. We want them to achieve the same thing, retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. 
Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 or visit outlookfc.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Rob Burnett, CEO of the Outlook Financial Center, and in the studio with me today is our good friend, Tony Shore. Welcome back, Tony. All right. Great to be back, Rob. Good show so far. Absolutely. And and this week, we're talking about bulls, bears, and riding the stock market roller coaster at basically March 2019. Where are we today? In the first segment, we discussed a quick snapshot of the market strong rally from the downturn at the end of 2018. And we talked about some of the encouraging news that have contributed to the market rally and our thoughts on where the markets might be going from here. Well, and thanks for that recap. These gyrations we're seeing in the market and all this ongoing political stuff uh, makes me nervous a bit and wondering what to do next. Uh, We've gone from all-time highs to a significant sell-off in a short period of time, and then really back to a strong market rally. I liked roller coasters when I was a kid, but uh, as I get older, I like them less, and especially I don't like them with my 401k and retirement money. Man, I agree with you there, Tony. So let's spend a little time talking about a specific feature of 401k and 403b plans that's becoming popular. Now, these employer plans can seem a little confining if you have a little bit of investment sophistication. Because a 401k has to be offered by an employer, and most people aren't self-employed, you're stuck investing money into a plan with relatively few investing options as compared to the almost limitless options of an IRA or a traditional brokerage account. Instead of thousands of choices, you may have 20. And those 20 might have fees associated with them that are ridiculously high. So as more people become sensitive to investing fees and want more choices, some employers are now offering 401k accounts with a self-directed brokerage account, commonly referred to as a brokerage window. Now, different platforms are going to have their name for this particular feature. For example, Fidelity Investments calls them brokerage link. Charles Schwab uses the name personal choice retirement account. All of them work fundamentally the same way. So what a brokerage window does, it allows you to take advantage of the many investment options outside of a normal 401k that's available on that particular vendor's trading platform. So if you're on Fidelity, you have a brokerage link, whatever Fidelity has is now available to you. And that's going to include stocks, ETFs, bonds, and even some lower risk trading. It also allows for more direct participation by and support from your own personal financial professional. Now, how that gets implemented varies between plans and investment platforms. Wow. So I like that idea that I can give my financial professional, uh, I can give you, Rob, more choices to get me to my retirement goals. Um, How do these brokerage windows work then? Well, the reason it's called a brokerage window, Tony, is that it allows you to view and have access to choices outside of the list of investment choices offered by the 401k plan. Once again, that implementation varies by each company plan, and it could look like just another investment option, or it may be an all or nothing approach. Once again, it's plan specific. Some of the ways that we've seen the brokerage windows uh, used includes 
up to a certain percentage of your portfolio balance can be invested in the brokerage window with the rest required to be in the choices provided by the employer plan. We've got one company, you can have 50% of your money in the brokerage window. The rest has to be uh, in the uh, their fund choices, whatever they happen to be. Another way we've seen it uh, implemented is you have to maintain a certain dollar amount in the employer plan choices and the remainder can be invested through the brokerage window. And I've seen that dollar amount as low as $750. And you can have the rest wow. of your plan in a brokerage window. Now, most folks, they have these 401k plans. That's the bulk of their retirement funds. They've got limited choices. And so it's really hard to create a solid diversified plan that can adapt to market changes with just those limited choices. So what many plans have done they have moved to include what's called target date funds to try to address the diversification. Now, target date funds, the way they're constructed, they look at how old you are, when do you plan to retire at some year in the future, and they provide a glide path over time from a high percentage of stock holdings in your earlier and younger years to more bonds and fixed income as you approach the year of retirement, your target retirement year. Now, that sounds really great in theory, but I have a problem with this particular approach. What it doesn't do, it doesn't address your personal risk tolerance and doesn't integrate those holdings with what you may have outside of your employer plan. Well, what are some of the choices then that become available using these brokerage windows? Well, Tony, the overwhelming number of 401k and 403b plans use mutual funds. Well, what if you don't want to use mutual funds? What if you want to invest in certain sectors, certain companies, or you like ETFs that drill down into certain areas of the economy? You're not going to find those typically in 401k plans. You are also able to more precisely place the funds into your overall portfolio. So if you have a healthy investing portfolio outside of your 401k, you might find it hard to balance the two because your 401k money sits in very broad categories. How do you allocate funds to a certain sector when your 401k is simply invested in hundreds of large cap stocks? If you take advantage of the brokerage window, you can precisely allocate funds the way you would like. And this is where you take advantage of the workings with a financial professional that will act as a fiduciary and keep your best interests in play at all of the times. So part of the service we provide here is to do just that. We look at what the 401k plan has to offer. We take the best of the best there. We use the brokerage window to balance that to get to the investment target and risk tolerance that we want to get to. That's how we do that. And we do that through our sister company, Wellness Investment Advisors. Ah, and that's very helpful. And it sounds great for the employee, but is it also good for the employer? Well, that's a great question, Tony. As it turns out, it's very good for the employer. Employers always like to offer more benefits to their employees, especially ones like brokerage windows that really don't cost the company any additional dollars. So when Outlook Financial Center is working with a company to provide employee support with implementing those brokerage windows, we will give periodic training and educational events for the employees at no charge to the employer. Additionally, and this is really a big one that most folks don't understand, the plan risk that is borne by the company is reduced by the amount of fun, uh, money in the brokerage windows. The plan trustee, this is a big deal for them because they are personally on the hook if the plan is sued. They're not protected by the corporate veil, so to speak. Now, if your employer plan doesn't have that feature, 
Typically, you contact your HR department. That's who usually uh, runs most of the employer plans and talk about getting that feature implemented. It'll do good things. It reduces liability to the company. It gives the employee more choices and gives the employee more opportunity to work with a financial professional to really fine tune and get to the retirement plan goals that they want. Um, I know investors should usually stay the course, but with all this going on, it's hard emotionally. And I know we have listeners out there right now, Rob, that want to save for retirement, but maybe their employer doesn't offer a plan. So how do they save for retirement? Tony, that's a concern. And we've had the government try various ways of uh, fixing it for us. And they really haven't done very well at this point. So one of the most common pieces of financial advice uh, I give to my clients is to start saving for retirement as soon as you start working. My joke with them is you ought to start saving for your retirement with your first job in high school. It's a joke, but not really. Now you've got smaller companies or startups. They may not offer a retirement plan at all simply because they can't afford it. If you're an independent contractor or you're self-employed, you're responsible for your own benefits. And you may be wondering, well, how do I efficiently and effectively start saving for retirement? Well, that is a good question. And obviously that's something we need to know. Uh, what are some of those choices, though, available to us if we don't have access to a 401k plan? Well, Tony, typically an IRA is the best option if your employer doesn't offer retirement benefits. You can set this up with most brokerages and some banks. You can choose the kind of investments you want, and you may engage a financial professional to help you determine the best options for you. That's where folks like us uh, get involved. Now, Many brokerage firms are willing to waive the initial investment amount if you set up an IRA with a monthly contribution. There are typically minimums to start almost every account on every platform. The contribution limit for IRAs in 2019 was increased from last year to $6,000 per year. If you're age 50 and older, you get that plus up contribution of $1,000 for a total of $7,000. Now, if this seems like too much for your budget because the, uh, the $6,000 breaks down to $458 bucks a month, don't get discouraged. You can work to increase this amount each year until you get to the maximum. We'll often counsel our clients, you know, every six months, raise your, raise your contribution by a half a percent or a percent, whatever you can have. And you kind of get used to it and you don't notice it until you get up to funding the maximum. Now, when we talk about funding IRAs, it can be either traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. Once again, that's going to be dependent on your situation. The traditional IRA, your contributions grow tax-free you get an immediate tax benefit in that that contribution is not included in income in the year you make the contribution, but you will pay taxes when it comes out, just like it's ordinary income, just like you were working at a job. With a Roth IRA, your contributions are not tax deductible. So you're paying taxes on the money right there at the beginning. However, the money then goes into your account and grows tax-free and comes out tax-free nor does it have a required minimum distribution at some point in the future because the taxes have already been paid on it. Now, Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, they're great investment vehicles. Which one's better? I'll give you a general thumb rule, but once again, it depends on your particular situation. Typically, if you're younger and you don't make too much money because there is an earnings cap on a Roth IRA contributions, then generally you want to go that route versus a traditional IRA being a better choice if you expect to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. Typically, we find people that it's more advantageous if they're higher wage earners later in their financial career, and they really do need the tax benefit today. If they've done Roth early in their career, 
Then they're going to end up with a, a mix, uh, which is something we really strive for. We call it tax diversification. You've got money in taxable accounts, tax-free accounts, tax-deferred accounts. Nobody can predict the tax code, but that gives you uh, and me as a planner the opportunity to make the right mix so that we maximize your income and minimize your tax burden. And that's really the financial professionals here at Outlook Financial Center. We help clients understand those choices, and then we help them implement those decisions. Yeah, and speaking of choices, uh, what choices are available to people like independent contractors or the self-employed? Well, for those folks, Tony, they do have some additional retirement options. They can still do IRAs. They can still do Roth IRAs. Those are still on the table. However, they also have what's called a simplified employee pension IRA or a SEP as you hear it. You also may have and want to set up what's called a solo 401k plan where you're the only member and the only person being paid. Now, both of these are tax advantage retirement savings tools for the SEP IRA. It's just like you're putting a traditional IRA. You get the immediate tax benefit, but the contribution limit is much, much higher. In this particular case, you can set up to 25% of your net self-employment income, not to exceed $56,000 in a year. That's a big jump in what yeah. you can contribute. It's, it's, it's amazing. And the solo 401k, once again, uh, has fairly low costs relative to, you know, um, maintaining some of the other plans. It's going to cost more to have that than uh, a simplified employee plan, but there, there are reasons you might want to go that route. And once again, you talk to your tax prof- professional and your financial professional to do that. Always talk to those folks to find out how you're going to take the maximum advantage of the retirement saving options that the tax code permits. Well, and that's what we want to do. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show, Rob. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, I hope our listeners found today's show educational. Uh, That data overload can be overwhelming. So give us a call at 937-552-9990 and set up and request your very own uh, portfolio analysis review. Uh, Schedule a one hour, no cost, no obligation consultation. We'll go over it. Uh, We'll try to uh, give you some insight into what you're doing, answer questions that you have. Uh, We also would encourage you to take the opportunity to review today's shows and all of our other broadcasts by subscribing to our podcast. We're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, and we're on Spotify. So with that, Once again, we want all of our clients to understand how the markets impact them. We want them to be knowledgeable investors because at the end of the day, we want them to be able to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Financial Wellness Radio with our host, Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as 
as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.